You're listening to As I Say, a podcast hosted by me, Bjorn, and my co-host, David, who's my younger brother, he's in Germany, I'm here in America, and we started this podcast to stay in touch as well as to interview people with various backgrounds. Now, David sadly isn't here because, yes, he's in Germany. However, I'm very excited to introduce this guest to you. He's actually a fellow German, but first let me tell you about lettering. Correct. Yep. You may have guessed that one already. Lettering is the umbrella term for hand lettering, calligraphy, and typography. Now, hand lettering is the art of drawing letters, so illustrating letters, and then calligraphy is the way or writing something beautifully. And then typography is how we use letters. So think of typing, computers, robots, which is actually a topic of this conversation because robots make everything convenient for us, but we lose the sense of craftsmanship. Or maybe this could get philosophical. I don't want to do that, but food for thought. Now, today's guest, his name is Otto Baum. He's a fellow German from Berlin, where he also works as an artist. He was born during the East Berlin times where freedom of expression wasn't the most welcomed. However, in the end, he did turn out to be a great artist, an expert of illustration, hand lettering, sign painting, and window painting using various techniques from brushes to markers, shock, acrylic painting to screen painting. He also hosts workshops for students in graphic design from different universities and joined Club 7 in 2004, which is a collective of fine artists based in Berlin and Halle, so East Germany, who work on large-scale murals in public spaces. However, they also have exhibitions all across the world, in the US, France, so Israel, Germany, all across Europe. Now, a lot of the work is graphically designed, pictorial, abstract, However, the main focus is on being playful and creating something handmade. Now, without further ado, let me introduce to you Otto Baum. I had the urge to speak German, as you can probably find out throughout the conversation, but we stuck with English so everyone can understand. So we'll be right back with Otto Baum. Thank you for thank you for joining me. Uh, you could have been anywhere, but you're here today, and so I'm grateful for that. How how was your how was your day? Let's start there. It was quite busy, and because I gave um, a workshop, I on an online workshop in brush lettering, which is really new for me because um, normally when I give workshops, I do it in front of people, uh-huh. um, and they give me like a feedback by just looking at me or say something, you know? Yeah. And it was totally weird and where like I where I looked there on my computer and we're talking about my own work and then I show some stuff and there were 15, 15 students, something like this. Uh-huh. And they were all of mute, you know? They don't gave any um, noises, which is good, but it's also really weird because yeah. uh, you can't see them. You see also yourself <laughs> and talking by yourself about a topic, which is mm. really, really big, you know? Yeah. Then, and was it a typography? Um... It, it's more based on like a university who's into graphic design. Uh-huh. Uh, there were also students from other like open, it was a, like an open call for a Romanian um, university something mm-hmm. like this, how I understood it, yeah. And um, there were different people from the university and also graphic-based people in this group. Right. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm still in university, and if you have one professor who is just talking, everyone else is just quiet. It's weird. And especially for you, if you're an art- as an artist, it's yeah, probably, yeah. you probably have to adjust to actually not be there in person and tell them, okay, yeah. This is all and, you can improve. Yeah, and you know, I mean, to to explain it to somebody how I do it, it's really um, 
yeah, it's, it's really hard to focus really on one thing because I got my, my background is full with 10 years of work, you know, so I, I know how to do it. But right. where do I start? Should I tell them yeah, how to hold a brush, how to make a, a stroke, how should be the paint? All this information, are, they, are these necessary for them or not, you know? Mm. It's really hard. And if you have them in person, then you can ask those questions. But if you have a classroom full of people and nobody can say actually something because it's so in this um, <laughs> system. One display. Yeah. One, one screen, you know, it's also really personal. I mean, nobody, uh. I think nobody is really interested to tell their private things <laughs> to everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but from, from you now teaching workshops and you say you have 10 years of experience, mm. did you, did you uh, go to university and study art? Because many Americans, I mean, they believe, okay, you have to get a degree and then, you know, do what you want. Yes. It's, well, did you do that path or did you go, um, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to start doing art. Is, how did you uh, start? Yeah, well, that's a, a long story, actually. I mean, um, now I'm 40 years old um, and I started, I start studying when I were 28 mm -hmm. and I studied uh, textile and surface design. Okay. That were the base. But before, 10 years before, I made the street art and also graffiti and I, I did another job in gardening. So uh -huh. that's actually my main education going on a field and working with trees and uh -huh. um, plants. So it's, it's also a profession I'm in. And, but the interest for art and yeah, in general, art came up when I were like 18, 17. My father is really an artistic person. So I was familiar with this uh, thing at all. Yeah. And then, um, but, but then I asked myself, yeah, is it possible to make a living out of art? It's impossible because nobody is believing in this, you know, because mm. as an artist, it's, impo it's impossible to make money. You know, you, mm. you will be a poor artist. That's actually the opinion about, I would say about older Germans. Yeah. Like my parents, for example. So better go, better go the secret way or not the secret, the secure way. <laughs> Um, and yeah, do an education and maybe gardening, yeah, and then you will grow and maybe as a hobby you can make art. Right. So that's the thing. But um, in this time when I did street art, um, I also worked with letters and a lot of stuff based on graffiti and, and inspired by it. Um, so, and then um, I met a lot of people in this field of street art, and I also met an art collective uh, where. Um, also part now for 16 years now. And so it, it, it came that um, they asked me, are you interested in joining us? Mm. So the, this collective called Club Seven, like club with K and seven is a number. Okay. And, um, and then I said, yes. And it was not um, commercial based. Yeah? It was just a group of people who were in field of graffiti, street art, um, active. So, mm. and I said, yes, I will join. And then after years working together, it came like, well, something like beginning of 2000s, it came um, to this point that companies came and asked for wall paintings in, in the rooms, like office like designs and stuff. Advertising? Not really. It was where like, yeah, they are, they were open to a new thing to, to have a painting straight on the wall, but it's not really like, um, advertising. It were just, um, normal or, or like random abstract or even designing wall paintings, but mm. without, um, advertising. Yeah. And from this, we formed our idea of being creatives in, in a business form. Yeah. And that were actually the beginning of make a living out of this. And so that were beginning of the 2000s. 2008, I started, uh, I started studying. So this time before, step by step, yeah, it, it, take, it took also time. So we developed it more and more and focused really straight on this market because there is a market for. 
Mm. And since this time, I mean, now it's um, 20 years later or 15 years later. Um, now I can say we live from this, like doing wall paintings or mural painting mm. or working for big customers like Netflix, Amazon, right. Google, all the big players who come to Berlin. Berlin is a great spot for it because uh -huh. they, they come here and have their big, stu their big offices here, you know, and they want to be fancy and they want to have something from the street. And if there's somebody who can do it, the, the street style, because we work in this field since many years, we are uh, authentic artists, I would say, then they hire us. And mm. this is our luck, I can say, um, that I can make a living out of it. What I right. never expected, you know, I never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, Why? it's funny how things happen so naturally to, I mean, it's, I'm great. This happened. I'm like, I'm, mm. it's cool that this happened to you. And, um, and I think also, in general, Berlin, I, I've been to Berlin once. So I'm from Düsseldorf. My father's from Leipzig. So I only got to like West and East. Yeah, sure, um, sure. And Berlin always seemed very, there's a lot of playgrounds to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And did so are most of your friends, are they, a lot of them, or, or like art artists, um, I guess, colleagues, did they, are they all from Berlin? Are they real, you know, 100% Berliners or? Uh... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm from here. Okay. That's my luck. I was born here and probably when I were living somewhere else, I would also choose to go to Berlin because it's nice here. Yeah? Mm. And uh, a lot of friends from Berlin here, they are not from here. So I'm like an exot in my own city, in my own hometown. That's mm -hmm. uh, how it is. But this is no problem. So it's um, yeah, it's in, it's just interesting. In the U.S., you have this melting pot and people. I, so I live in Atlanta right now. Mm. We're actually in the process of family moving back to Germany after eight years, and I'm staying here. Okay. Um, so it's pretty busy right now. But uh, it's it's just interesting to still have a city like Berlin, where you know there are many this kind of subcultures. Mm. the subculture of making art and i guess you know the area super well which is why maybe companies and your and obviously your experience which is maybe why companies also come to you um, yeah but it's it's not because i'm from here it's actually more about um the own hand writing like not writing itself i mean the mm. style you know i have my style in lettering but lettering is just a niche you know if somebody's interested in lettering okay he or she will come to me but yeah to make really money with this because lettering is yeah you give a, a word or a sentence which has a meaning and this meaning is so strong and that's not really often that i use a lettering for a customer for example mm. they they ask us more for abstract paintings or maybe yeah, something like this. But lettering is really not often. So, and for me, the the meaning of lettering is also not really important. For me, it's more the technique, the technical part interesting. Yeah. But away from this, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, Club 7, if you just go on Insta, for example, um, Club 7 Art Collective, you can see what we do. And um, I think they just... If a customer likes what we do, then they ask us if it's possible mm. that you work for us, something like this. So the style is important. Right. And why they come. And maybe because we are working so long together and we have in the scene, we, ha we are fame. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, we are not the only one and we are not the best. And that doesn't matter if we are the best or not. But um, yeah, I think they hire us for the style. Yeah. And I mean, you, I saw the hashtag auto tools. Mm, yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. How do you, <laughs> how did you, uh, um, was that just something where you're like, okay, I want to create my own technique. I want to create my own style. And then how did you, how did, how does, is that just that something happens over time or um, how did that come <laughs> about? You just give it a name. It, yeah, I give it a name because I think, yeah, auto tools, why not? I mean, we just do it under the name. Now I have a, a list of tools. Uh -huh. And the idea was actually, so I'm a technical guy. I'm interested in technical things which in, in the field of lettering. 
I built um, stuff with wood and I have good tools. So I bought a, a bunch of good tools. And then I thought, okay, why I should not combine these two things I'm really interested in. And I mean, I can do letters with the tools, but I also can go crazy in an abstract form. Mm. And then when you, when you put everything together, like the art group, I mean, we paint big facades, like big murals. And we work like this. We do a, like a composition and it's like um, big spaces compared to small, uh, small spaces. Yeah. And then um, this guy who makes an, a sketch in Club 7 says, okay, this is your part, this is your part, and here you paint. Then I thought, okay, I will make a tool or I will make use, uh, I will make tools and use them and go crazy on this. But, and then I thought, okay, how is it possible? Maybe use wood and put the brush on and then you can make a movement and then you will just do it five times on each other or like next to it, you know? And then you will have a pattern. And then maybe another person of us can just cross it. And then there's like layer, layer based and abstract painting, whatever. That was yeah. actually the idea. And I like I like um tools which help me, you know, because sometimes I am a little bit too lazy. So I say, okay, I build a brush stick where I can just work from a standing position and I need no letter. I don't have to ask somebody if he she can help me <laughs> i yeah. just put a helping tool for to doing it yeah that's actually uh, the idea yeah work, work smarter not harder yeah right right and from from these things um i built them so it's also an, like an art piece for me like the the tool itself and it's it's an easy thing it's just a piece of wood and a brush or two or more brushes you know and in the end then I try out, okay, what is possible with it? I can make a letter, maybe a free form, or I just have a rhythm and then I have a rhythm and I work um, analog on it because uh -huh. nowadays a lot of people or like artists work like digital in lettering or in painting, whatever. Yeah, right. that's the idea actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I saw like many thing I got the way I got interested in you was it's so dark in you there's there's bad weather I'm turning the lights on I, I don't want to creep anyone out <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> but yeah is it here okay I mean it's also getting dark but <laughs> no you're good uh it's the, the one uh where you said but first coffer coffer which is a suitcase in in English yeah, yeah. that one I really enjoyed as well as um you know you do the whole alphabet and uh, just, you know, use a white wall. Um, yeah. Do you have a specific, I guess, wall or art of work where you're like, okay, that's my favorite. Maybe it's the people you work with or where you're like, okay, um, this is, this is the one that I said, I identify myself with that one. Yeah. I mean the, the wall, for example, but first coffer, it comes actually from those um, those phrases you will see on iPad lettering, you will see on Instagram everywhere, like, but first coffee, you know? Mm. And then I said to a friend, because I do a lot of collaboration, I said, hey, these, these phrase I hate, like, but first coffee, you know? <laughs> Everybody's writing it. Come on, let's make a joke out of it and write, but first coffee. So it means <laughs> a coffee is a luggage, yeah? And yeah. it's, um, <laughs> it was um, like an announcement for um, travel around. Take your coffer, take your luggage and go around. <laughs> Something yeah. like this. And um, yeah, and we, we, we just, we thought, yeah, let's do it. Maybe it's funny, but then, yeah, it was a little bit awkward because not everybody understood coffer and okay. Uh, come on, there's always these people who don't get it. Why? <laughs> Yeah, because they only understand but first coffee, but you know, it's it's weird. It's yeah, they have maybe too much to think or I don't know. Yeah. And um, yeah, collaborations I'm a big fan of because um you can work with so many different people and on each session you will learn something from them. Mm. If if this person is a professional um artist in his in his or her field, um yeah, definitely you will learn something. 
Um, in field of lettering, I do it with like sign painters a lot. Yeah. Um, then I have a wall in in Friedrichshain. It's like on the playground, and that's that's my practice wall. Yeah. So, and I yeah, as you can see, um, I mm. go with with brush and paint uh, on it. I don't use spray paint, so it's also um, not a vandalism feeling. You know. If I would spray paint, use spray paint, it's different, I would say. Then I yeah, would. yeah. I mean, spray the spray paint. I think that's I think a um, a stigma many artists or guests or street artists get is like, okay, yes, like you said, it's vandalism. But mm -hmm. to your mm -hmm. credit, I think it's the it's just a lot more. It's plainer. It looks very modern. I think it, um, and that's what I what drawed me to it as well. I'm not. I'm not someone, I, I like artwork. I wish I had the kind of, you know, the way we artists talk. I wish I could do that, but that's, that's not me. I'm just interested, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, what you do. And like, uh, it, it sounded, it's, it's a lot different than just street, street art, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, street, yeah, street art is also, hmm. yeah, but it's interesting because I mean, I can work inside the studio and paint a wall there, or I go outside. And if I go outside, it's um, like graffiti, or is it street art, or what is it, you know? Because it's outside. In the end, it's just a wall. And it's, for me, a wall to practice and to jump out of the comfort zone, you know? To work outside in a in a front of, um, or with an um, audience in my back, you know? This is also, it could be stressy, you know? So that's also not my comfy zone um, to work outside and painting a wall and especially letters, you know? People ask me, hey, why do you, why do you uh, paint letters on a wall? Uh -huh. What is it for, you know? And then I say, yeah, it's my interest. So, yeah. and then they look at me, really? And then you paint over, but why? All these questions come. I mean, mm. they're all happy and to see and they can understand, but the nerdy thing about this lettering skill, it's just a feeling I want I want to learn this. Mm. So that's why I practice it. Yeah, and I mean you practice every day. Is there ever um is there oh, ever not maybe not every day, but a lot. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh is there any any goal you're trying to achieve or like every single white wall in berlin or how <laughs> no, no no i'm it's like yeah i think you know i'm really planned um for myself as a person so everything is really strict in my life you know i have i'm in i'm on time i have i'm really if i say i will be there at 10 i will be i'm there you know so mm. and also also in working i plan everything and so that i'm safe but in lettering, the, the, the feeling when you do it, when you um, paint a letter form or just an alphabet, it's an, a special feeling. And especially the Wolfer bits, um, I started uh, three years ago with the idea, okay, I don't want to plan so much. What I do is I, I pick a, a, a style of letters, what, I'm, what I like and what I want to copy or inspire, get inspired by, and then go to the wall and then I make like a, a ruler, which has um, a distance by 25 meters. So that's mm -hmm. one line. And then I go on it and do five lines with this ruler. So I have the measurements, the, the top line and the bottom line, and that's it. And then I go just straight on the wall with a brush. No um, preparing stuff because mm -hmm. this is some something like a, a border to me, you know, because then you you plan too much and you fill actually only these forms you have prepared before. But there I go and I just feel it. I just do it and I move my my body. I move move my hands. I have the tool, just a stick with some hairs on top, <laughs> like the brush, and that's it. And I listen to good music maybe. Yeah. And then it's. I give it a run and maybe not each, each letter look so la la and all together uh -huh. it's good. I call it the cheerleader effect, you know. The, well, um, what effect? The cheerleader effect. Cheerleader effect, okay. You know? Because of the good music, kind of? And no, no, because every letter looks 
so la la, it's not so good, but in yeah. a group, they look really good. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, uh, I, that's, a, that's a good name for that effect. What, what, what kind of music do you listen to, may I ask? Oh, yeah. In, in this, yeah, I listen, what I really like on, when I work um, on a Wolf of Eight uh, to drum and bass. That's really like energy music, you know, it gives me some good energy, good feeling. But I also listen to electronic um, or jazz um, mm. based things. So it's yeah, also crazy stuff like um, Herbie Hancock and okay. Korea and a little bit crazy. So, yeah, but yeah, that it's for me, it's um, in the, I mean, I work there for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. That's it. Uh. If if I would invest more time, then it's yeah, it's maybe stressy or maybe it's too much, too much time. Then, how, do you often? I mean, we kind of touch a little bit on how you want. You know, I mean, you're very like technical. Do you ever have a point where you like struggle with perfectionism, where you always want to be perfect, 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 perfect? Yeah. Do you ever find yourself doing that and then stopping because like it's good enough, or are you? How do you make that des that decision? Yeah, that's interest an interesting question because I'm really a perfectionist, to say in German, perfectionist. Yeah. Um, um, yeah from, I think the 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 difference is if I would do it for a customer that I get paid for, then I will have this feeling because I think he's not uh, or he she is not um, happy with it with the right. result, you know? but in this case, that's just for me. And I'm interested that I show the strokes um, because you can see the texture um, and you will see each stroke. You will understand, okay, it's done by hand and it's done by brush and you can see it. So um, this is absolutely fine. But yeah, I mean, there's actually no way back because if I, if I do a stroke, and I form this together to a letter, then it's still there. What I don't do, I cover it with a background tone, let it dry and do it again. I don't do this. It's a practice thing, you know, it's just a process. Mm. And that's, that's why it's also easy for me to paint over because everything what I learned in this situation, the process, I saved in my mind. It's, it's really like this. And the next time when I do it again, I um, take something from this happening, like um, like this feeling, and I can just give it to my tool and do it. Like just one stroke or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a feeling, it's like a feeling. So I can stay away from it and, and I definitely can go over it after okay. one day. So it's, yeah. like a, it's like a routine, I guess, almost in your yeah, head. Absolutely. absolutely, yeah. So that's a, the technical thing. If you do one line, one line, 100 times in one week. After this week, you will be a professional um, master <laughs> in this line, you know, because you did it so many times. Yeah. Oh, wow. When, when you, like you said, when you work with clients and you, uh, you get paid, you probably want to do a lot more, lot more work or a lot more, uh, I guess, pay attention to detail and everything. Mm -hmm. um, how does that, how do you work with when you collaborate uh, with other people and you kind of have to, I mean, there's probably like an artist who's like, ah, no, leave it be or something. Mm -hmm. do you, is it hard to find a middle ground? Yeah, it is because um, it's, it's so different because some persons are really open to everything and maybe they have no clue what, what, they gonna do or what we gonna do or they are just open and say yeah I'm interested in everything but they are also strong persons who like illustrators for example they work really small and um, they also work big it's not about the small um, space but if they have a strong meaning or a strong opinion about something then it's kind of struggling you know so making a sketch for me is I mean, to paint a wall is just one day and I invest maybe two, two hours, three hours in a sketch mm. in my part. And it looks like, okay, I do 
we, we are chatting before about a theme, something like this. And then I say, okay, I can do the composition if it is okay. And then I just do the composition and put some stuff of mine in some fields and I let some over, for example. Mm. And those three areas can fill up with their style, you know? That's actually my idea. Okay. But um, this is one way how I work. And then I should be also open and say, okay, if you have an idea how to start a sketch, then sometimes it's also not really comfy for me because it's a new way to, mm -hmm. to start a sketch, you know? I mean, that's the easiest way for me because I did it a yeah. lot and I also had kind of success or it works out in the end, yeah? Then color, the, the colors um, we, we choose and yeah, so sometimes it's really stressy, but in the end, it makes sense because in the end, both of us are happy. Better, better this than somebody who said nothing because he, she is um, open to everything. But in the end, maybe the result is like 80% good. My, I was wondering when people want you to do work for them, uh, maybe companies, advertisement, the pandemic with the situation we're in now i know previously you said you had to do a workshop uh how, did your work change or did you have to adjust in any way other than you know zoom meetings uh yeah actually it were really a problem i mean i understood in this time of corona okay what i do is so nice and everybody likes it even me i like it also really much <laughs> But the thing is, who needs a wall painting now? Nobody. Uh -huh. And that showed me this is, it, it can bro break so fast, you know? All the, the jobs we had before, not all, but some, they broke away. So it, they are not interested <laughs> for now. And um, we were really struggling. Then we get some help from the government here in, in Germany. Okay, cool. But this helps us for two, three months, you know. Mm. But, and then I also thought, okay, should I do like online workshops, like for platforms like Skillshare or Domestica, how they call, and give a workshop maybe in lettering or in, in printing, whatever, and then upload this video and then let the money rain. Yeah. <laughs> the, the clicks, you know, but then I asked myself, yeah, okay, I'm not the, this tech, I'm technic, a technical guy, but I'm really bad in uh, like doing cameras on the spot or doing like, um, yeah, construct a whole workshop by myself and do the filming part, all this, you know, it's a little bit more organization than just, invest one day for for a video in the end it's mm. almost actually one week work you know really strong hard work and then i mean okay i can spread this stuff on instagram and that's it yeah so, so i just waited and i was not really creative a little bit because all also the situation drove me a little bit crazy but then we get for from club seven um we got a an, an offer from Netflix, really cool. So we did a big job for Netflix the last okay. three, three, four weeks. And that saved us like money-wise. Three, three, four weeks ago, that, that, came, that came in perfectly. <laughs> hey, that came in six weeks. So we had a deadline. The deadline were like um, two weeks ago. I think when you contact me, something like this, and the 21st of uh, July were the deadline and they came up like six weeks before. Mm. And it was not a wall painting, what we normally do. It was like an advertising and artwork for another artist from London. So he had already the idea to do it, but because he came from England and was not located in, in Berlin because the, the art piece should stay in Berlin for two weeks for like a beginning of a new season of um, how to sell drugs online fast. Maybe you've heard about this. Mm. Yeah. And um, a, a show, like a series. Okay. Yeah. So, and 
the the job was to produce the whole artwork so find somebody who will doing all the materials then put them all together put them in a frame and install this whole art piece which were like 350 by 10 meter in the street of berlin hmm. that was the job i i what, do you know when it's uh is it something that's uh gonna come out like next year or something where people is it just for the company or is it going to be for berlin only no no it's it's um in it's around the world i think in in brazil they hype it really like this um series and um it were just for two weeks in berlin now so it's not next year or it's, it's just an advertising for it yeah it's no part of the show or something gotcha okay kind of like jumping board i was uh curious how have your parents who previously maybe thought okay um the you know like we said okay education take art as a hobby how do they uh look at you now yeah it's interesting i think in 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 a lot of things they don't really trust me that i i can see it now because yeah when they when they tell me things from my childhood times you know then i feel i feel it that they don't trust in me in different things yeah because as a kid i was really shy and i was not really open for now i can say i'm totally open i talk to a lot of people i bring a lot of people together because yeah i know also a lot of people you know so it's it's good if there's person a and person b yeah, they, i could i uh, put them together in the end and they do maybe work together, whatever. And but my parents were really they were really um, shy. I would say something like this. And um, yeah, maybe it comes from I'm from GDR, from the East Germany. Maybe okay. in, this, in this time it were really hard to be your own thing, you know, to do an own business. It was actually not allowed or not possible in the end, you know. I mean, and now I think that. Yeah, it, it must be come from this because the the safe way where okay, you're an employee and you go to to your job nine to five and just do it and then go home and that's it. To be a freelancer, it were no option actually. Yes. I think mm. that comes from this. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's um and a whole other thing because um Germany, you know, was split up and uh for listeners, people, I don't know if people or my generation, I don't know what it was like, uh, for example, to grow up during that time, especially my, my parents probably did, my father did, but um, the freedom of expression mm. and s stuff like that, it has been, comp you know, or silenced. And yeah, now yeah, we yeah. live in these times where, you know, you can say you can change, uh, what's it called? You can change uh coffee first or no you said first but first coffee to but first coffer that kind of thing you can <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can mix things up and do and develop your own style mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i think the older generation doesn't yeah like you said they probably live a little bit in the past you know yeah yeah that's that's true yeah and i mean yeah as um as an artist you can um, have an opinion about something and then tell it and okay I mean I have not a strong opinion about it I mean I know my skills and um, I'm interested in I, I just show it and I don't know who's also like going crazy about an A to Z um, like alphabets and practices uh. every month I don't know but if there's some somebody he can he she can um connect me and we can have a great talk about it why not you know yeah what do you think is one of your strongest opinion like what you now said so it's very interesting you said you have strong opinions if in your opinion what do you think is one of the stronger opinions when it comes to art or what you do that you think most people probably don't think like this wow yeah that's um i had this um like this theme with colleagues of my art collector, for example. Yeah, I mean, I can say for, for myself, I'm interested in these um, 
technical parts and to create also artworks based on a technique, which is just my thing. My colleague, for example, he's totally not, or he don't agree in this um, opinion, I, I, I can mm -hmm. say. And, and then I see, yeah, wow, it's, it's based on a technique, but that's how it is. If I go, when I go to a museum and I see an art piece and then I ask myself, how is this done? You know, the meaning itself, I don't care about it actually, but yeah. how is it done? How is it possible to make like by hands and no printer, for example, just by hand make this happen? No. So this is for me something. And if, or when I do art or when I um, do bigger works, yeah, that, that, I, that I give the, the audience or the, the people who look at my art or the, the, yeah, the stuff that they ask themselves, okay, how did he do it? Mm -hmm. That's actually the, the strongest meaning. Does it make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think, I think the, the, to, the how to me is also a lot more interesting, especially if I go to a museum and an art museum and I see something where it's like, okay, the, the meaning is written or it's not, doesn't, no, that may be completely wrong. I don't know. But mm -hmm. the meaning mm -hmm. could be interpreted how you want it. But I think more importantly is like, how did the artist come? I mean, it's just unimaginable to me, unimaginable mm -hmm. to me how you can be so, so precise and you mm -hmm. have this vision and then it comes together perfectly. That yeah. to me is something where like, how does, how do you, that's so rare. It's just yeah. Yeah. so rare. That's true. And I think also in lettering, you know, when I, when I paint the wall in the city and I do this nerdy strokes and form letters, I think if somebody goes and who's not familiar with, um, this person can think something like, wow, is this on one hand handmade? Yes, it is handmade. And who's so crazy who's doing it, you know? Yeah. Because nowadays... We are packed with digital stuff, but really a handcraft who can who can do it, you know? Mm. And this this pops out because it's not a normal thing that somebody is writing a, a handwriting by hand. Mm. And big maybe. Yeah. So yeah. and this is yeah, so I show I show it and I do it for myself in the end. But this is also the interesting thing for me to to learn it and to I want to, I want to be possible to do it. Right. I want, I want also impress maybe a customer. If, if a customer comes and says, yeah, now you made here the nice wall. Can you maybe write uh, this name to the wall? And then I can choose in my 10 styles, combine them maybe, you know, and then I do something nice for them, which is really unique. And you will find no other person who can do it like this. <laughs> to to step out so it's also when 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 people from workshops ask me or sometimes we have also students in our studio yeah working around and then the group stands in front of you and ask you questions like yeah how how should i what what should i do um and then or yeah they 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 have big eyes and think wow how is this possible you know <laughs> i say hey just focus on one thing, go and do your thing, whatever it is, you will be one day a master in it and nobody mm. else will do it. So you will pop out really. Mm. This is the thing, focus your stuff. On what, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's especially at, like at, in my age, I think, I mean, there's so many people who, um, you know, they focus on, yes, like we said previously, secure job and then, but it's, to actually stand out, I mean, nowadays there's so many people who have bachelors. There are less people who have apprenticeships or like Ausbildung, Lehre mm -hmm. in German. Uh, so it's so much more, I think, more important to like stand out. It's, it's I think, a lot more welcome now to be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay, maybe weird, but um, yeah, why actually, you know? But maybe on one day, you will 
have your yeah you you will everybody's looking on you maybe you know because mm. it's a special thing and i i think if you if you focus um something now and you will do it the next 10 days uh, 10 years or 20 years wow i mean the lettering itself the brush lettering i do it i started september 2010 you know the date so, no not the date but the months because i bought from i was um really into these um poster uh like the the poster fonts from the 60s 50s from america yeah i, okay. I saw it on the internet and asked myself how is it possible how did they do it yeah and then i understood okay that's sign painters they just get paid to doing this and for sure in the 50s 60s there were no machines to build easy handwritten posters you know obviously you have to do it with um, uh, a tool like a, a brush something like this and then i was um, looking in in the internet and ordered through a airbrush like an airbrush um on online shop i ordered mm. this brushes from the us and that were in september 2010 okay <laughs> and then i get a bunch of uh, brushes and some paint i bought like really random because I thought I need everything. <laughs> and then I started practicing in my studio and I did it every day and I jumped really in and I thought, wow, this is so cool. I want to learn more. And then I um, went to workshops uh, from, from different sign painters around the world and I learned there a lot. I also invested some money for no problem, but I did it for two, three years just for my for myself instagram where not uh, happened for me because i don't had a, a smartphone you know in mm. this time so i was really focused on this and then the, the hype about sign painting came up because of a movie called the sign painters and okay. when did when but, did when did that come out i'm sorry uh 2013 and uh, this this movie uh, it's about um sign painters in the us uh -huh. and about their um, their job in the like 60s, 70s, 80s, and then the machines came and took their jobs. Actually, you know, ah, so it's actually, that's interesting. It's actually a dramatic way. Hmm. So this this movie you can have a look on iTunes, for example. Okay. And the sign painters, yeah, they also made a book um, about the video. So it was that was actually the first. Um, a documentary which like one one two hours something like this about the scene about the sign painters from the US yeah it was mm. um, a big hype about this and the hype brought those people who who were interested in learning it so nowadays there are a lot of or there are some sign painters for example Mike Meyer from Minnesota Mazeppa He's um, an American sign painter and <laughs> a lovely person and really yeah. an entertainer. And he's so good in his style. And he's traveling the world and shows everybody, like the Western or the European people who are interested in, I mean, everywhere, actually. New Zealand, Italy, Greek, Germany, everywhere. He's traveling and give workshops, you know. Imagine you... As one person, you are interested in your 20s doing this job and then you you see you can't really make money out of it because uh. all the technical machines will do your jobs, but there are people who want to learn, who want to learn a handcraft, <laughs> you know. I also met him. We um, I took some workshops with him and I jumped really into the field of brush lettering. Mm. But then um, some years later, I decide, okay, I'm, I don't want to be a sign painter. I want to know all the, the knowledge about it and the practice, cool. But I don't want to work as a sign painter because mm. it was a tough job in the end, you know? Yeah. And it's actually, you know, somebody is doing maybe a graphic designer or sometimes the job owners by themselves, they do a logo which looks not really good and then you as a sign painter has to 
put it on a wall or on a window, gilding it or whatever. But for me, it's not a fun part, actually. Oh. Yeah. So it's more a free work for me. So, and then I decide, okay, I will do wall paintings and I, or I will work for advertising, maybe do a hand lettering for an advertising. You will earn way more than doing a sign for somebody who will pay less money, you know, especially mm. in Berlin, nobody, nobody take, take really care about this handcraft and pay you well or pay you this amount you should get for, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's just it's it. You took me through a whole journey right there. It was really cool. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. Do you remember um the one of the you said you kind of like deep dived into the conversation with Mike Meyer? You said, hmm? um, what? Uh, it, is there one question that before you met him was there something? Okay, I'm going to ask him this, 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 this question. Is there one where you said, okay, that's like the more, more important question that I wanted to ask him. Nope. No, I don't. just, it was just like, okay, I don't want to do what you do. <laughs> and the, the thing where like I was, um, yeah, I met him 2013 uh, in this, in this time I were um, running an idea with a friend to organize lettering workshops in Berlin uh -huh. because, because the scene is small, maybe five, six seven persons in berlin do it also now it's super less you know and um so we thought okay maybe we organize workshops with the masters we think they should come to berlin so we offer them a place where they can give the workshops everything but the winning part of this is not making money out of it but take taking part of the workshop mm. to learn something you know because we want to have all these masters here in Berlin and probably there are also others who want to learn that were the idea. And that's why I met Mike Meyer. So, and so we organized the, the screening of the sign painters, the movie in Berlin and that were 2013 in November. And um, I have heard something about this person like Mike Meyer before and it were like an idol for me, you know? I, it was something I, I really appreciate what, he, what his skills are, what he's able to do with a brush. So it was like a little kid standing in front of, and he did something with a brush and I was totally impressed. So this was a feeling and I didn't ask anything because I was, was shy, I mean, I. I speak, um, I spoke a little bit English, okay. Uh -huh. But that were like seven years ago, something like this. And it were like, I just filmed everything he did, you know, and to look later back and see, okay, how he, he did this and that. And, but it's a practicing. It's, um, he's doing this things for 20, 30 years mm. and it's in his person, you know, so it's hard to copy him. Yes, I guess um, there's just some people where you're like, okay, just, you know, I don't want to copy you. I want to take you as a, I guess Inspire. maybe like a, I don't know if this is a good idea, like a jump board to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, in the Asia world, um, copying is just a master thing or something like this. If you copy really well, then you're yeah, a good copier, but uh -huh. you will also find your own way and... I mean, all all the workshops I I did, um, or I took, yeah, yeah, I took. Some of them said, yeah, copy, please copy, because from this you will get it better, you will learn it better, and then just maybe go for your own, and that it looks crap, or you know, I don't mm. know. So, and sometimes I do it, but sometimes I'm bored to copy, so I just see and sketch it by myself, and then fill it up with lines. So I moved to the US when I was 15. So most of my friends are like American. There's some, how, how do you, from an outside perspective, how do you perceive America right now? Hey, yeah, right now it's, I mean, you know, I don't have a special uh, feeling about all Americans. That's stupid. That's yeah. Yeah. Why? You know, 
I can say about your president as crazy, wow, that, that happened. I mean, I'm not really poli a political guy, but this I can see, you know. And But obviously, I mean, that he's a president, it shows me, okay, the half of Americans are that stupid mm. because they they choose him, you know. This, But I ask myself, okay, who is it, you know. I mean, I wear one one time or I wear two times in America, one in New York and one at Mike Myers working um, workshop. And when I were in Mazeppa at his place, yeah, it was crazy to see that everybody has one, two cars, big Jeeps, and nobody's walking on the street. Everybody's going by car to the supermarket, if there's a supermarket or petrol station, no. Mm. And that was awkward, yeah. And the, like the kitsch, like the the style of, of living. Yeah, I wonder if that's an English <laughs> word too, but I'm not kitsch. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, it's, a, yeah. A little maybe, bit, uh, yeah. Well, in German, I think it's altbacken. Yeah, altbacken, yeah. But kitsch is also, brings it on point, actually. Okay. The thing of kitsch, you know, like yeah. all plastic. And, you know, then they, I lived at, um, in a, like a, some friends of him from in this village. I stayed there for some days. Thanks for this. And then they brought strawberries from the supermarket and the strawberries were looking really like genetical. <laughs> Modified. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they were so proud that they get maybe four boxes of strawberries and ate them all. And I said, yeah, but look at the strawberries. They are like this. <laughs> It's not an, a peach or an apple. It's a strawberry, which is actually this size, you know, and not this. And and you you see, or, or I saw, they don't have an understanding for this. If if it is a sheeting fruit or real, you know, uh. and that were actually kind of a shock for me to see. Yeah, or you know, I mean, the the fact that that it's allowed to have your own gun, you know? They had, a, for example, they had a room, a gun room, and they had two kids, you know? And the gun room were just open. I, I, I slept in the cellar and I had a look inside and asked myself, why, you know? And this is a little bit crazy and it, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not used to it. Yeah, and it's a, it's a whole thing here. I mean, so Georgia is in the south of the US and um when we moved so we lived in uh, buffalo new york we lived in philadelphia and pennsylvania and then moved down to georgia and although yes we met like many cool people and met great friends on the first day of moving in i remember every like there were packages everywhere and uh, i my brother david he's 13 now but uh we played soccer in the front yard <laughs> all of a sudden mm -hmm. we hear gunshots just like Bang, 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 bang. And it's like a suburb environment, you know, it's quiet, birds chirping, and now all of a sudden, like, mm. and it's just neighbors, you know, it's like a Sunday shooting at targets. And so, and now um, they're moving back to, to Germany and I possibly after university, but um, that's just gonna be a story he, he can tell to his German friends or whoever he's talking to, and then it's gonna be like, what <laughs> why yeah why yeah and i mean you know uh, the the result if uh if you put a gun to a person what happened you know it is so stupid somehow yeah it's 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 uh while it's watch me this is like a conversation and if i have a conversation with american it gets political very quick um mm. so um Look, Otto, I'm so grateful you came on today. And I wanted to, I wanted to, at the end of interviews, so the podcast called As I Say, which is, I named it because my roommate, they often say, if I have a question that I don't understand, they say, as I say in America, I, what I do is I teach normally a German saying to an English speaker. Now you're German, so you normally know it. Uh, mm -hmm. But so I teach an American saying now okay. to you. And if you have a saying, uh, maybe in saying that you use in your environment with your work, or maybe a typical Berliner saying, that would be awesome too. Hi, hi, hi. 
what what can what could it be I, maybe tell me yours okay first. mine okay it's, it's called in english it's uh can you john hancock this okay and it has yeah. a historical uh it's hit so you know you had the declaration of independence in the u.s and uh john hancock was one of the founding fa fa uh, fathers so his signature on the declaration of independence is very big so it actually has something to do with lettering uh but he mm -hmm. had so all the founding fathers had small signatures and john hancock did like really you know mm -hmm. really big so if If someone asks you, hey, in the U.S. maybe, can you John Hancock this? It means, can you sign this? Yeah, okay. Okay. Wow, I never heard about this, even about John Hancock. I've heard about Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Herbie Hancock. Super well. I mean, nowadays, I don't know really, but in the 70s, he did great stuff. But okay, a, sing, a sentence. Hmm. Yeah, maybe one thing it's related to money, and okay. I think money is going around the world. It it says ohne Moos nix los. Ohne Moos <laughs> nix los. You know, without money, uh, nothing happening. Yeah. Nah, okay. Like moos Moos is a thing you will find in the forest, like the really soft grass. Not not grass. It's like uh -huh. moos. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm trying to think of the English word. I can't think of it. But it's actually a rhyme because moos and los is the same sounding, you know. Uh -huh. Okay, well, without without money, the, so it's like without the it's kind of like along the lines of uh, money turns the world, or yeah, yeah, money turns the world. But uh, if you don't have it, it doesn't turn. Uh, okay. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, which goes at our conversation. It fits great. Yeah, I think also with Corona and so on. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, that. that For, I was wondering, do you have so any way people can reach you? I know you're on Instagram. You have a website. Um, is there? Um, the main thing I would say it's on Instagram. It's at Otto underline Baum. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, there you will find my other accounts. I have also like an art account and like an inspiring account what inspires me so sometimes i upload their okay. stuff and also to the art collective you will also find this connection you jump through the um accounts okay. and then you will find it's it. club seven too right yeah club wow. seven yeah and uh, if somebody has a question just um ask me there's no problem i'm open to talk about it yeah no i'm i'm yes. very i'm very grateful it's uh Especially now, I mean, I just messaged you on uh, Instagram and I have like 200 followers. So I'm just any person that wants to come. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, in the end, it's a number. You know, I'm on Instagram. I'm there for uh, like um, five, six years, you know, and okay. I got some, I, I even got more followers since now. I think they cleaned a little bit or maybe I'm not interesting enough for somebody. Oh no, you're, so, you're, you're, you're a great guy. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know how it is. You will reach the next number and maybe 25,000, all this, but in the end, you know, if you reach this, you will have more, you know, you, every time you will have more. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. So sometimes I'm really active on this platform. Sometimes no, because then I don't do new works, you know, and that's how it is. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's, it's a great platform to connect others. And I mean, we met kind yeah. of uh, about this platform you are familiar with, or you saw my work because of this, I get in contact with so many people I know, which are friends. Now I, the workshop today, they came up through Instagram. So mm. it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, uh thank you again um and i hope that we can i mean it right now it's, the move is to go back to germany so maybe if i'm in berlin i would love to see your work someday yeah just say hello and then have a beer and oh um, a good german beer yeah an old german beer but in the end i don't drink beer but i can drink a glass of wine okay or that's or fine water. all right that sounds great <laughs> yeah. well uh yeah super thank you and um 
you know, stay, stay, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, you, too. you too. Okay, right. cool. Then have a great day or have a great evening. So here it's. Yeah, it's a, it's a day. So 3.40 PM, 15.40 Uhr. Okay, here is uh, 21.40 Uhr. Okay. <laughs> well, good night now. then. Yeah, thank you. All right, bye. Okay. Have a great Ciao, week. If you made it this far to the episode, thank you very much. It means a lot to me. And Otto, it was great to talk to you and to get to know you a little bit. And I'll take you up on that offer to um, possibly catch up over cold, cold German beer. And then, yeah, maybe I could see your work sometime in person. That would be great. Uh, look, if you want to check out Otto uh, or Club 7, Check out the Instagram. Um, I have it in the description of this episode. For Otto, you have these often you posts his work, which often is walls, and it's like the letters A to Z of the alphabet. And this sounds pretty straightforward, but it's it's really not. Like he has so many. I mean, there's so many techniques that he has, and. Um, it's a lot more difficult than you may think. I would probably already fail at scaling. So I think if you have a giant wall, I would either go way too big or way too small with the letters. Uh, so maybe I need a workshop. Contact him. Look, if you're in this line of work, why not contact him, DM him, see if you need advice or collaborate. I mean, that would be great. If that happens, please share it with me because I would love to you know, connect people. Now, um, if you enjoy this episode, why not subscribe? I mean, and if, if you don't want to subscribe yet, why don't you tell us so then we can change something and then maybe you subscribe after. And then if that's still not enough, keep telling us and then, you know, you know how it goes. It's indefinite. I wish David was here, but you know, as I already said, he's in Germany, and um, but yeah, I'm so happy he's doing super well in Germany, and he plays a ton of soccer, rides his bike to school, is excited to go to school, to mostly play soccer during break. But look, I think uh, I spoke to, with him, and we actually are going to record our catch-up conversations and share them. Yeah, so that will be the next episode. You'll, I think it's interesting to see the contrast of how David was mostly. He spent most of his life in America and then goes back to Germany and readjusts to, yeah, to actually his own culture, but in a weird way. And then it was, for me, it was, I moved to the U.S. at age 15 and I had to adjust to a new culture. So it's very interesting. I can kind of relate to him in a way. So we'll be back very soon. Um, until then, if you want to follow us, it's a... Uh, the as I say part on Instagram and look I'm curious where do you listen to this is it at work or running or what 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 are you doing right now you know share it let us know DM me yeah because if you're at work why not thank you for listening to this but ohne muss nix los by the way in the episode I didn't say it we I couldn't think of the English word but muss translates to Moss, which is actually a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, without Moss, nothing is up, and the rest is history. All right, guys, thank you. Bye.